Have you ever dreamed of one day owning your own business, but just don't know where to begin? Then you've tuned into the right show. On All Things Franchising, you will hear from top national franchisers, successful franchisees, attorneys, CPAs, and others who support this fast-growing business model. So grab a cup of coffee and pen and notepad, because you will want to capture the invaluable information you hear on today's show. And now, here is your host, Linda Ballesteros. Hey, folks, welcome to All Things Franchising. Thanks so much for carving some time out of your busy day to spend with me. I am always honored. Today, we're going to be talking about the security industry. I recently read a little bit of information about that, and uh, it went like this. The market size of the security industry in the U.S. increased faster than the economy overall. Expect, it is expected to be a $40.1 billion industry in 2020. This is an increase of 1.8% over the last year. So you can see that this is certainly an industry that is growing and in demand. So my guest today is Steve Parsons. He leads the franchise development and talent acquisition for Security 101, which is a leader in the security industry and is viewed as one of the fastest growing commercial integrators in the U.S. So help me in welcoming Steve to the show. Hey, Steve, welcome to the show. Well, hi there, Linda. Thank you so much for inviting me and uh, for Empower Franchise Consulting. Appreciate it. That's absolutely. And I tell you what, Steve, um, one of the things that I don't understand what it means is commercial integrators. And we'll get into that just a little bit, but I want to know more about you. Where did you start and how were you led to, what led you to Security 101? Well, that's a great question, Linda. Um, so I was doing uh, work for for the uh, Trump Institute and met uh, with the owners at Security 101. And uh, so they asked me to do some contract franchise development. So I didn't actually work in their office, but um, I did this on my own. And I also uh, represented a couple of other franchises. And mm-hmm. it got to the point where they just came to me and said, look, we, we just, you know, we want more of your time, so how would you like to join us permanently? So that was well, that's, 2014. Yeah, that, that's a great. Yeah, that's a great way to to start a, a relationship, isn't it? We want you more than that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. So yeah. that's it. Yep. Yeah. So um, tell me then a little bit about the services that Security 101 offers. Is this just like lock and key? Is this security cameras? What does it look like? Well, okay, great question. Um, So what we provide, I'll give you our why, how, and what. So why we exist is to keep people and property safe in commercial Mm -hmm. building environments. And how we do that is uh, we help by integrating the electronic components of security hardware with software that drives them. And what we do is we consult, design, sell, install, and support commercial security systems. So it's it's strictly a commercial business-to-business venture. 
Mm -hmm. So when you're talking about, um, you know, some of the services, you know, that where you go in and you consult with them, um, do they really know what they need when you go in? Um, uh, I, I would think that they're just, they're focused on their widget and, and don't really know the, the more innovative or changing products that they could use to keep themselves safer. That, that's correct. Um, for the most part, they're, you know, what we deal with are security directors, facility managers, and or IT directors. And they do have a good understanding of the building security that they need, access, door access mm-hmm. control, video surveillance, intrusion alarm, this type of thing. But you're right, technology changes. Um, so what we do is consult and look for solutions to help them be more efficient. Mm-hmm. Um, it's surprising there's quite a few buildings that have what we call legacy systems or analog systems. What that mm-hmm. means is their access control that they have, their video surveillance, their intrusion, they all work, but they don't talk to each other. And it's inefficient and it's more costly. So what we can do is integrate those systems by upgrading the cameras, the access control, so that they all work in Congress. So that's what it means, uh, commercial integrators. So that's what that, that term means. Oh, gotcha. So give me an example of that, Steve. What would that look like for your typical building? Well, um, so if you will, if you've ever gone into a, let's say a hospital, okay, and visited mm-hmm. somebody. So you go in and, and what they have is they have access control. That access control and visitor management would be, it's not that the doors are locked. You can go in, um, but you're going to walk up to a desk. They're going to print out a, a guest, um, you know, uh, tag for you. Yeah. That's visitor management. Okay. There would be cameras, you know, throughout the hospital. Hospitals have a lot to protect. I mean, besides their patients, their employees, their visitors, they've got very expensive, you know, hardware. Think MRIs. I mean, MRI rooms alone are probably worth a million dollars. With not just the equipment, but, you know, you have to protect that equipment. So there are, there are interior doors that have access control. So that's accessed by either a key fob or a keypad, something like that. And with COVID, um, you now have companies that have touchless access control. So people don't have to really handle anything. The door will open automatically as long as they have the right um, equipment, such as a smartphone or a key fob. And it just picks ah. it up. They don't even have to touch it. Ah. And that opens up the door. Yeah. So is that so something that came out of the pandemic, or was that something that was there? It was a service or a product that was there. It's just that people finally saw the need for it. Well, that was something that's that's relatively recent. Mm-hmm. Um, another another product that is is relevant right now is uh, thermal uh, cameras. Now, they've been around for a long time, but, you know, so cameras that can, as people come through, can gauge your temperature. And if, you know, your temperature is like fever high, 
yeah. it'll it'll alarm the the you know who's ever at the front desk, and then they'll stop you and check your temperature again. Wow, it's been around for a long time. <clears throat> but it's never so been used, kind of, certainly for uh, for this particular reason, right? That's correct. So companies that yeah. never had or had a use for them suddenly now have a big use for them. Right. Because facility managers, you know, they have to figure out safe ways people coming in and out of their building. So protecting mm-hmm. their employees, protecting, uh, protecting visitors, and so forth. Mm-hmm. And that's one way. Wow. So touchless, yeah. thermal cameras, things of this nature. So what type of – I know you mentioned hospitals, but what other um, companies would find uh, Security 101 um, would use your products and services? Who would you be able to provide that to? Sure. Pretty much any, any commercial building, okay, where there are employees or manufacturing, transportation, uh, financial, like banks, right? Um, mm-hmm. it, pretty much any commercial building. If you can think of the, you know, if you can think of the industry, um, they're going to have. It's they're compelled by law to have certain security requirements. Mm-hmm. So some more than others. Mm-hmm. But all commercial buildings or industrial complexes. I mean, think of a nuclear site. How much they have to protect there. So it's not just mm-hmm. what's going in and out of that building, but the perimeter of that building. Mm-hmm. Pipelines. Pipelines will use drones to go up and down that, you know, the, the line to see, you know, that things are going okay. So there's all kinds of things that have to be protected in the industrial world, in the commercial business world. Mm-hmm. So, Steve, I'm thinking that um, I, I was in banking for 30-plus years, and I know that we had security teams all over. There were cameras everywhere, you know, and it kind of sort of looked like um, the NASA, you know, uh, <laughs> room, you know. But um, right. but does, do, does Security 101 require that the company have a security team to operate all of this? That is an awesome question, Linda. And no, um, that really ramps up the payroll. <laughs> so yes. what we do yes. is we, we, we hire a, we have a, a national uh, third-party company. That's all they do is monitoring. And most of, most of our competitors on a national basis do the same thing. They don't, they don't, you know, they're not hiring all these people to monitor, you know, banks or cameras or, you mm-hmm. know, monitors and so forth. Um, you know, depending on what type of intrusion detection, you know, so we have a monitoring service. It also goes to the police station if, if, if they, you know, have that service. But we don't, we don't do that. We, mm-hmm. we sub that out. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Profit margin. Yeah. yeah, I would imagine. So, now that we've talked a little bit about what Security 101 is about, let's talk about the franchise side of that. So as we're going through this, I'm wondering if does someone have to have a security background, military background, to be considered as a franchisee? Well, um, what we really look for, because this is a sales-based business, people that really do the best 
um, our C-level career B2B salespeople. That's, that's really what we look for. Or we look for somebody that's had a, a successful business and has maybe sold it and they have good business acumen. Um, you can do this without that background. It's just a little bit harder, a little bit mm-hmm. slower. Mm-hmm. Ramp up. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So you so you've identified a franchisee and you bring them in. What kind of training do you offer them, especially if they don't have any knowledge in the security industry? Oh, that's a good question. So to tie in with the, the last question you asked me, um, we can teach them the security and the technology. Um, that's not the hard part. The hard part is the sales part. There is nothing we can't fix on the operation side, but we can't fix the sales piece. We can't uh-huh. make somebody want to go out and sell. Right? So uh-huh. our training is nine weeks. It's, uh, it is very, you know, we, we hit all sides. So we hit the sales, we hit the operational side, and we also hit the back office. So, how, you know, the business of running a business. We have two types of on-the-job training. That's training in our corporate uh, office in West Palm Beach, Florida, also at their location. And we also have them spend a week with one of our existing franchises. So they get a really good look of what the business does. So they go out with mm-hmm. the technicians. They go out with the salespeople. They spend time at the back office, you know, the, the controller and so forth. So they, you know, they get a really good hands-on look at how this business is run. Mm-hmm. So is this a brick and mortar, Steve? Do you need to have a storefront? Um, no, good question. So when we have an owner start out, it's going to be typically the owner and maybe a partner or an owner. And what we do is we, find a technician um, that they're going to hire. So let's just say it's a sole owner and his technician. Basically, we're going to have them go into a corporate office like a Regis corporate office. It's already furnished. Mm-hmm. They already have internet, phone, all that kind of stuff. Uh, basically because they're not going to be there that much. Right. You know, they, they, they need to be out selling. Mm-hmm. Um, and they can do that. So once they start getting traction, and within you know anywhere from say eight months to a year, um, you know they might start looking for a a building in a light light industrial area. So mm-hmm. maybe thousand foot, two thousand foot building with a little bit of warehousing so that they can store some inventory. Uh, they can work on some you know security panels, things like this. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, so as I'm not, thinking, nothing I'm, on Main Street, right? <laughs> but you know, I tell you what, Steve. D- these days, and folks, for those of you who are listening to the recording, this is October the eighth of 2020. So, I would think now would be um, that the commercial real estate uh, cost per square foot is probably lower than it was probably this time last year. So it wouldn't be as expensive to get into that, but to delay that additional overhead certainly makes sense. 
So when you have someone, okay, so I'm a franchisee, you've accepted me, I've gone through the training, I've identified and hired a technician, I've got a Regis office, now what do I do, Steve? How do I get new clients? <laughs> okay, so that's really, that's, that is the question, isn't it? Um, it is. So, so we have extensive sales training and we have extensive tools. Um, part of the franchise fee uh, is, is for software tools. So we use a prospecting tool. Uh, it's called Zoom Info, and that is integrated with our CRM, which is, a, which is designed by HubSpot. And what that does, that Zoom Info gives you clean data. So if, for, I'll give you an example. This quarter, our marketing is going towards healthcare, uh, property management, and I think education. I see. And so marketing, our marketing at corporate has all these marketing emails all set up for all these different verticals. So the owner would be on Zoom Info identifying, uh, it'll identify all the companies in those verticals, the security directors, the facility managers, um, their direct line or direct phone number, I should say, their email. It also identifies their organizational chart underneath them. Nice. So they tag them. It automatically gets dumped into the CRM. Corporate marketing sees it. They send out the first bit of emails. We can tell who opened the email, who read the email, who clicked the links in the email. And that's your low-hanging fruit. And mm-hmm. now the sales process begins. So it's, mm-hmm. you, know, you need to have sales activities. Making mm-hmm. calls, connecting with them on LinkedIn, site visits. It's building relationships. This is a relationship-building business. It's mm-hmm. solution sales. So it's networking events, it's industry events, local chambers. Um, we also have a program called the Gift of Security. Um, that will bring in, you know, that builds goodwill in the community. What we do is we provide a deserving nonprofit with a free $10,000 security system. Nice. That's voted, or, yeah, it's, it's picked. We, we contact the local community leaders. They're the board. And we get the community involved in voting for their favorite nonprofit. Mm. It's, it's voted on by the community. They're the ones that pick it. And with our partners, we go in, we donate our time, the material, and we put together a, a nice system. Mm-hmm. So Typically, Steve, that gets on TV. Oh, absolutely. You know, that's, so that's great publicity. Plus, it, it's a good deed. You know, it's all it in a good deed. And I love, I love hearing companies that do that. So once I have installed, I'm the franchisee, once I've installed this in a building, is, is it done? Uh, is it just, do I just get paid for that one installation and I walk away and I have to find another client? Well, no. And that's why we're a consultant. So we want to build the relationship so that we are a, you know, we're the, we're the uh, security advisor of choice. And typically, these buildings are going to have scalable systems. So we're always going to have sales management. So the salesman of record 
you know, is going to go back and touch that client every so often because they're going to be maybe they're going to be adding on uh, maybe new technology or like what happened with COVID, you know, this new technology comes into play and, you know, we can go back and say, hey, this may help you keep your, you know, your guests, your visitors, your employees safe because we can put in thermal cameras, touchless access control, things of this nature. So, no, we, we want to be – service is key in this industry. So it's constantly touching our clients to keep our clients. Mm-hmm. Does that make sense? Absolutely, it makes sense. Um, it, uh, and I do love any industry that sees it as relationship building because that's critical. You know, the crazy thing is, Steve, you may be working with somebody in one building and then they transfer or they go to work somewhere on the other side of town for another building. You still have that relationship with that person. So, oh, okay, you know, sure. that could open up a other, a no, a other, another whole client. So, let, you know, we've mentioned the pandemic a couple of times. How has that impacted Security 101 and how you deliver your, your service? Um, that is an awesome question. So, in the very beginning, um, it slowed down our salespeople. <laughs> so, mm-hmm. instead of going to site visits and, and you know, talking, you know, going to networking events and so forth, you know, they kind of shut the country down for, what, about yep. a month. Yeah. So our sales kind of flattened out, but this is a trucks and ladders business. Um, the, the majority of the employees are going to be technicians, people who work with their hands. I mean, they're pretty high level. They're well-educated. They're going to be busy. We are an essential business, um, so we were, you know, we didn't slow down, not one bit. Um, and once the shutdown kind of ended, our salespeople were able to get back out and a couple of our branches have had banner years. Yeah. Wow. Wow. Amazing. Cause security continues. And I would imagine with, um, fewer employees, that didn't mean that they didn't need security. In many cases, they may have needed it even more. Well, in fact, what we did is it allowed us to go in um, and do upgrades and also finish off work if it was new construction without the burden of having to tiptoe around oh, employees. Nice. <laughs> so, nice. <laughs> it, did, it worked out pretty good. So yeah, we working yeah. working on our backlog, and when the salespeople were able to get back out, um, you know, we, we were driving more business into the pipeline and, you know, beefed up our, our backlog again. So yeah. in some cases, it worked out quite well. Um, yeah. Yeah. So, Very yeah. good. I mean, it's, it's a business that's never going to go away. I mean, we just live in yeah. that kind of world now. And yeah. I will but it will always be proof. changing, and that's, and that's why you need a consultant, is because it's always going to be changing, right? That's correct. That is very yeah. correct. Yeah. So new technology – I mean, there's there's some really wow we technology out there. Uh, active mm-hmm. shooter technology is it, it's amazing what it does. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, this touchless access control is pretty cool. Um, yeah. So it it is good technology, and you know, as you know, technology moves forward always. Mm-hmm. Never stops. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> 
I tell you what, Steve, I need to take a quick commercial break, but I would love to hear some stories from you. Do you happen to have any you could share with us? Well, I think I could come up with one or two. Okay, very good. (laughs) Well, folks, we're going to take a real quick commercial break, and we will be back with more from Steve Parsons with Security 101. House Talk Radio. Join Tony and Wendy Gambone on House Talk Radio, where they talk all things house. From tips on home repairs and remodeling to best practices on buying and selling a home, hiring contractors, home loans, and insurance, as well as decorating ideas and how to get the most bang for your buck. If you would like more information about House Talk Radio, go to housetalkradio.com. Are you dreaming of owning your own business but just don't know where to begin? The wait is now over. Linda Ballesteros is a catalyst to becoming a business owner through franchising. Whether you are looking to create a living that will allow you to leave corporate America, change your lifestyle, allowing you to enjoy the fun things in life, or if you're looking to build a legacy that will support your family for years to come. Contact Linda today to start the process of being your own boss. Linda at EmpowerFranchiseConsulting.com, 832-640-4922. Hey, folks, welcome back to All Things Franchising. We're talking to Steve Parsons here with Security 101. Now, Steve, when we broke for commercial break, I asked if you had some stories you could share with us. <laughs> okay, sure. Um, I think what I'll do is talk about, you know, one of the things people, you know, are always nervous about in any business, whether it's a franchise or it's their own, is am I going to succeed? And in franchising, you know, you can – you can mitigate that risk by following the path. And, you know, we've demonstrated that, that we've done this many times before. And, you know, why wouldn't you follow that? Well, you know, you can't always, you can lead a horse to water, but you can't always make him drink, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And we've had a couple of franchises, and one in particular, um, they did struggle. Uh, they weren't from the sales side of the business. They were more operations. And it was, uh, it's a mother and son, and I really like their story. They struggled mightily. We, we worked with them and worked with them and worked with them. But if you start to wander off the path, and we try very hard to get you back on it. Um, but there are times when, you know, somebody's not listening, and that was seen to be the case. Um, it got to the point that they were fast approaching year two. And their backs were up against the wall. And the son, who tested as, you know, not a good salesperson, <laughs> um, just, you know, it was, it was sink or swim time. And he just decided, okay, guys, all right, I'm ready to do what you're asking me to do. And I can tell you this, they have now, two years after, three years after, um, they are dominating their territory, uh, including uh, thinking about buying out one of their competitors. So wow. they've gotten that far. Yeah. It, it's, you know, I don't want to go into too much detail on who and yeah. where because I'm not sure if yeah. I can do that. <laughs> no, it doesn't but, even matter. It's just that they, they decided to plug into the system that they bought. That's part of franchising. They buy a system. And um, once they plugged into that, that's when success started happening. Well, you know, it really takes somebody to have 
a burning desire to to be successful. Mm-hmm. They didn't seem to lack that, but but again, for whatever reason, you know, they kept wandering off that path, so to speak. Mm-hmm. Um, if you really put your mind to it, you can do it. Um, it's it, it is one of the they're one of our franchises. So when so when new prospects come through our our franchise due diligence pipeline, and we get to uh, franchise validation where we let the the candidate talk to any franchises they want. I always make sure that they talk to that franchise and a couple more. Uh, We've had uh, several that everybody has their little struggles, right? Business uh, isn't easy. If it was easy, everybody would be doing it. uh But uh I like them to hear what those struggles were. You know, we're not, we're not afraid to, to tell you that, you know, these, these things can happen, but here's how you Mm -hmm. overcome them. And I want you to talk Mm -hmm. to them about it. Yeah. So yeah, kind of like that. Absolutely. You know, absolutely. It is Steve, because one of the things that I tell the clients I work with is this is not a job. It is not for the faint at heart. So if you are looking to collect a paycheck, then you might want to go dust off your resume and get back out and look for a job because this is, you know, you don't want to disillusion people just uh, because many think I'm buying the Security 101 brand, so I've I've got business just waiting for me. That's not the way this works. It's a business. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. You have to work at it. It is a hands-on mm-hmm. day-to-day business that you will work on. And you're going to you're going to work really really hard. You're going to work harder than you've ever worked in yep. your life for the first year to yep. two years. But yep. your work-life balance starts to tilt from work more towards balance. And yeah. you know, that's what you know, I think a lot of people really like that. I mean, it's not just a money thing. If somebody wants if, wants to do this just because of money, 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 it's not something we'll probably award them. Mm-hmm. It has to be something more than that. Mm-hmm. Um, character is a big deal for us. Yeah. You know, uh, we want people of good character and, and mm-hmm. integrity. Mm-hmm. And they will do well. Yeah. Well, you want um, people with in great integrity um, and with, um, you know, great character because they are the face of your brand. And that's oh, important. Yeah. Well, it is especially important because, you know, besides, besides the business that they generate on their own, we have a lot of national business that comes from our other franchises and we also have a national group that we call Global 101. And that is there to drive business to our franchise owners. But their clients are all the big, you know, Fortune 500. So our client list is like Johnson & Johnson, Anthem Insurance, mm-hmm. McKesson Pharmaceutical, Lockheed Martin, Goldman Sachs. You've got to have good integrity. You know, yeah. you're not going to last long if you're messing around with these people. You can't go out and try to put up cheap Chinese cameras that you buy at Home Depot. Yeah. So, you know, you really do have to follow the path and and protect the brand. And protect the brand. Plus, when you're talking about um, global contracts, that could jeopardize that contract as well. And that would be a huge hit for the entire franchise. Yeah. 
That's correct. That's correct. Yeah. The, these brands and, and the good work, the, the top shelf products that we have great uh, association with and, and great buying power with, um, mm-hmm. you know, we want to use them. Um, that gives us the integrity in class installations, and we teach that. Um, and provide good service. And and if you yeah. do that on a consistent day-to-day basis, you'll keep your brand. But if you don't, mm-hmm. then, you know, that's, that's another story. So, yeah. 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 Kind of yeah. Yeah. I understand. So, Steve, I'm sure somebody is listening right now, and they are thinking, this sounds really interesting. How would they find out more information about Security 101 and get in touch with someone to take to ha- start that conversation? Well, sure. They can. Uh, there's several ways. Um, I can certainly give you my contact information, but they can also go right online and they can go to Security 101. The numbers Security101.com, and they will get uh, a lot of information, including franchise information, how to start that conversation. And that mm-hmm. will go directly to me, and I will be picking up the phone and talking to whomever is interested. <laughs> Very good. Very good. So we're down to those final three questions, Steve. And the first one is, if there is someone listening who's considering purchasing a franchise, what would you suggest they do to prepare for the process? Um, that is a great question, actually. So to be prepared, um, you want to be prepared to have a hard look in the mirror, okay? Mm-hmm. You had mentioned yeah. this earlier. There's a romantic notion of business ownership. I own a business. Mm-hmm. I'm going to get wealthy. Mm-hmm. It's That's not it. You, you know, you really have to be truthful with yourself as far as your desire and your work ethic. Um, so that's one thing. Financially, you have to have the ability to do this comfortably. Um, our all-in investment, which includes franchise fee and everything, is $235,000. And you have to be prepared to invest all that money. You may not have to, but you have to be prepared to invest all that money. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that's a, that's really important. I and mean, some people come to us with maybe, you know, three hundred thousand to their in assets and total cash and so forth, and that's that's not a good thing, right? You know, what are they going to live on? Um, you know, right. Things like that. So, financial uh, you know ability is 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 an important part. Um, yeah. And then basically keeping an open mind about what it is that we're telling them uh, as far as the business. And, you know, as they're judging us, we are doing the same. You know, we want to make sure that we've got the right person uh, with the right drive. So uh, I think, you know, I don't know how you put that in words. Um, Really, it's that drive and desire to create a good community service, to create a great income, a good retirement, and a good exit strategy. Yeah. Yeah. That's have, all, that is all important. That. Right. That is sure. all so very important. So Steve, the second question is, and I think you've touched a little bit on this. What are two traits that make a successful franchisee? Ah, good question. 
So we like somebody that says, I want to own a business. I will be successful at whatever business I get into. We like that because we can make them more successful. Um, we like a good another trade is a leader that also can be led because, you know, yes, you are going to be a leader in your, in your business. You're the boss. You're going to be managing people. But you also have to take some management from us, and, and, and that is what we touched on before, following that path. We know what we're talking about. We know what we're doing. And if you do that, you know, that will, that's a good trait to have. Um, mm-hmm. You know, so if you're a, a real hard A personality, I'm going to do it my way, and that's it. Franchising <laughs> is probably not for you. <laughs> probably not a good fit. <laughs> no. <laughs> I mean, for any franchise, really. So, yeah. yes. Yeah. I think that so would be true. a good trait to have. Yeah, so true. So the final question here is, um, what does the franchising look like? I know you've been in franchising a while. What do you see the face of franchising looking like as we're going forward? Well, I think it's going to be very strong. Um, you know, it's, it's, it's well regulated. Um, there's some really good businesses out there that fit many different people and, and, and their, you know, their skill sets. Um, I think it's strong because, you know, you're not, you're not doing this by yourself. You've got a team that's already done all the heavy lifting for you. It's now being able to put those tools to use because it is up to you. You create your own destiny. And um, I think it's very strong. It's a strong, there's a lot of strong brands out there. I think it will continue. Um, I think it's very successful uh, business. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I would have to agree with that. Absolutely. So we're down to the end of the show, Steve. So again, someone's listening. They want information about Security 101. What should they do? They can pick up the phone and they can give me a call. And that number would be area code 561-418-7460. And my name is Steve Parsons, and I'd be happy to... Uh, to talk to you, they could go to our website as well, or they could email me at sparsons at security101.com. Wonderful. Steve, thanks again for being on the show today. Great information, and I really enjoyed having you as a guest. Well, thank you so much. I, I really enjoyed it as well, and uh, I appreciate it. You Absolutely. You too now. <laughs> so, Bye. folks, Folks, as we were talking to Steve, you know, he talked about Security 101 being more of a consultant. And I think it's important for us to know that there are a lot of businesses out there that, you know, maybe they do have, um, I think what Steve called um, analog or what he really meant was old equipment. And it needs to be updated with new stuff. So they don't really know what their needs. So if you're interested in a consulting type role, you know, Security 101 would certainly be one that I would suggest you look at. So as always, i will leave you with a, a quote. And this one is by Kevin Mitnick, and he's an entrepreneur. Businesses should absolutely set aside funding in their budgets for security consultants 
unless there is an expert on staff, which there usually is not, it needs to be outsourced. That's Security 101. It's outsourced. Folks, thanks again for being with me on All Things Franchising today, and I'll see you next time. Another great episode of All Things Franchising is now in the books. You can listen to past shows by following All Things Franchising on Facebook and Twitter. Thank you for joining us today, and be sure not to miss us next time when we bring you a brand new episode of All Things Franchising.